0: Welcome to the Rise Up podcast, the podcast all about empowering women's careers, hosted by me, Susan Dwyer. Each week, I share insights with you from women with different backgrounds, experiences, and learnings. We discuss career defining moments that led them to where they are today, giving you a unique insight into what actually goes on behind the scenes. Get ready for some candid conversations about leadership, entrepreneurship, failure, confidence, and more. This week, I'm delighted to bring you my conversation with Rachel Hennessy, founder of Happy Days. Happy Days is a fashion rental company based in Dublin, and Rachel's mission is to make secondhand and sustainable fashion more accessible and appealing than fast fashion. In this episode, we discuss going from working in tech to entrepreneurship, the trials and tribulations involved in setting up your own business. We also talk about building a brand, the do's and don'ts. And we also discuss how clothes and dressing can boost your sense of confidence. This was such a fun conversation and I hope you enjoy. Rachel, welcome to the Rise Up podcast. Thank you for having me. So um, for our listeners, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background prior to setting up Happy Days what were you doing?
1: Yeah so before Happy Days I was working as an accountant in Google so I trained in KPMG and then um, went on to Google in 2018 I think and was there for three years and um, I worked in the fixed assets team in there so that's basically accounting for all the different buildings and hardware and everything that Google owns so Uh, during COVID then obviously everybody like everybody else was working from home and started to realize I maybe didn't love my job Um, and then at the same time started to buy my all my own clothes secondhand and started to kind of follow different vintage websites or Instagram accounts and uh, look at looking on Depop and stuff like that and while I was doing that, I started to see really, really nice dresses for sale on Depop, um, like self-portrait Rixo and everything for literally a fraction of their original cost. Some kind of still had tags on, um, and I thought I could buy these um at this lower price and rent them out so that they're getting like another lease of life and um yeah, be shared between lots of different wardrobes. So then I started to kind of do some market research. This is all while I was still working at Google. So mm-hmm. started to do some market research. I went over to London, had a look at the rentals over there. Um, started to, did some focus groups here. Sent out a Google form, got a load of responses. Um, of kind of just to see what people wanted here like what people were willing to pay for a rental what type of dresses people wanted to rent what type of occasions what we felt was missing maybe here and one thing that I really really thought and um, that was missing in the Irish market was an actual physical location that people could go and try stuff on so um that was one uh, feedback that we got from a lot of people was the fact that you just don't know what your size is in mm. certain brands and being able to try something on is so important And I think that's been a really big thing in getting people on board with rental who might not already have um done it before so and um, being able to actually come and understand the process a bit better because
0: it'd be hard to to converse online
1: really hard and it's it for me it's even like hard to get your, like your point across mm. of like how it works or even like we, we would still get lots of questions from our online customers and um, trying to kind of explain the process because it's not normal retail you know you're not just buying something if it doesn't fit you send it back it's different like you're renting something you're taking a chance if you're renting it online so we wanted to give as many customers as possible the chance to be able to come in and try it on and then a lot of customers now maybe will come in try on and then order online okay or they've come in a couple of months ago tried on a load of stuff and then say they made a wedding now in September they'll know what dress will work for it um, because they've been in and then they can order it online
0: and that's going back to a point you just made previously about doing the surveys and asking potential customers about what they actually would want I think that's a good point because I think a lot of people set up a business before actually doing the customer research piece like is that something that you were super conscious of like okay before I set up this business I need to do the market research I need to figure out that the customers are there or what was that kind of transition like yeah it was definitely probably a bit of a mix like I definitely thought the idea was a good one and
1: that it would work and that it's something was kind of like right time and if I didn't go for it then I'd regret it that there was that part of it but then there was also I was putting a big chunk of money into something. Like I, I sold all my shares in Google and that's how, how I set up Happy Days. So I wanted to make sure I was getting the right product. It, like it couldn't just be dresses that I liked and wanted to wear yeah. because obviously everybody has different tastes and stuff like that. So I wanted to figure out like what kind of brands people wanted, sizing what, like at the people that I sent out to the survey, maybe what was the most, ab- what was the average size to kind of get started with. Um, and then... Also, in terms of the shop, like, what did people want out of the shop? Like, did they want it in, um, say, like, a really busy location that, like, it would be easy to get to or... Like the one thing that came out of the survey was that people wanted free parking, so that was like really,
0: really k- crucial for us to find somewhere that and, was like, interesting. Because like you may, you probably wouldn't have thought of that being a key priority. Where
1: our shop w- is is not at all where I thought it would be. I um, live near Dunleary, so I kind of thought maybe around there would be somewhere I would mm. open. Um, whereas feedback pretty much immediately was to not go there because it's just so hard to park and yeah yeah, pull in and you're telling people that they have that you're providing the service where they can pick up their dress drop it back you want to make it easy for them to do that whereas if you're Mm. in the middle of dundrum or something it's not easy you know coming back from a wedding you might be a bit hungover you don't want to have to trek somewhere to drop your dress back you want it to be as easy as possible so we were so lucky i love the the location that we found because we're even for the fact that we're near the m50 we're near the n11 Mm -hmm. it means that we're more accessible than say if we were down in Dunleary, I think I would have immediately cut off a huge amount of customers Mm -hmm. just not willing to travel that little bit further yeah whereas because we're so close to all those different uh, locations it means like you can travel over on the m50 or like we've got customers that have come to us from Cork Galway um that it's not the most horrendous journey yeah
0: yeah yeah. and it's kind of like a day out like we were saying exactly we're kind of a
1: destination location rather than we don't rely on footfall for Mm -hmm. people to come into the shop
0: like it's a planned it's a planned trip exactly yeah and was fashion and sustainability something of interest to you from a younger age or was more so you finding a gap in the market and you were like there's something here yeah
1: so I always liked clothes I think as much as other people um wasn't a huge interest of mine at all I think it was more so when I started to follow those certain different Instagram accounts that were kind of showing the bad practices of fast fashion brands Mm. that I started to become just aware of my own shopping habits and then when I was buying all my own clothes secondhand that's when I was saying I started to see um all the different amazing brands that were out there and I think a lot of people are more conscious now of their shopping habits and how they consume clothes. I think I was the number one culprit in covid of ordering loads of deliveries, you know, stuff coming to the door. I'd say I don't even know I couldn't even tell you now what I ordered. You know, those mm-hmm. things just it's so disposable that they're not important to people, myself included. Like I was as I said the number one culprit. Um but I think people are becoming more aware. I think The younger generation are really into secondhand clothes, and not like I was not like that, and neither of my friends or anything in college. We were we were kind of in that boom of the rise of Zara, ASOS, Mm. all those types of brands that just made it so easy and so cheap to get clothes. Whereas I think the younger generation are amazing at buying secondhand, going to charity shops. Like there's like trends on TikTok of charity shop hauls, and Mm. that just wouldn't have been a thing when we were in
0: college. Um, so I think, yeah, it's definitely changing, which is great. And and yeah, you can even see, like we mentioned earlier, but the likes of Brian Thomas and other exactly, stores yeah. that, that now have a section for secondhand. second hand.
1: Yeah, so the, and there's a lot of big brands are doing rental as well. There's LK Bennett, Marks & Spencer, Tommy Hilfiger, I'm nearly sure, Brown Thomas. So I think it's great because it means... There may be customers who would not would have um, not been interested in rental and because these big brands are doing it, it kind of gives the okay to mm. to people that maybe wouldn't have, have done it before. So um, it's great. The more people in, in and the market, you, the better.
0: Do you see it, um, because you're primarily occasion wear, right? Do you see it kind of trickling into more daytime fashion or is that harder it's to, hard to
1: know um I know in the UK there's a lot of uh rental sites that are um that would have more day-to-day wear as well and so it seems to be a little bit popular over there so maybe it will come here I don't see it in the next couple of years yeah. I think people are happy with their staples and they have their own you know day-to-day wear and mm. um, I'd love if it did go that way it's a cool way to try out certain brands or more um, expensive more expensive it, yeah. brands
0: um but I, I don't think for the next couple of years yeah, anyway fair enough and tell me so transitioning from Google to setting up your own business like especially coming from such a large organization it, was there anything I suppose what was that like or was there anything that surprised you about setting up your own business in the beginning or how did you know how to set up a business yeah <laughs> um so I was saying to you
1: earlier my husband owns his own business so he set up straight from college so that has been hugely helpful like just even the smallest things to setting up certain things and like it's been I I don't know I don't know how people do it when they don't have somebody like that yeah. to ask I actually think there's like a gap in the market for like a website to, to how to set up my own business and in like, like simple language yeah, terms yeah. like even like to have all the grants you have access to that you don't mm. know about or like all the ways like certain bank accounts you should set up or your VAT all those types of things that you would never have had to do before I think because I was I'm an accountant by background people think I automatically know how to do all of that stuff whereas mm-hmm. I would never have even looked at that before ever in my career okay so it is very different um but then there's certain traits that you will take from being in a big organization like you, you'd be you have to be very organized like you'd have like I'd have everything on like google sheets calendars that kind of stuff that Helps. would come yeah exactly yeah. um but no I think it's it's a, a bit of a scramble at the start as well trying to figure everything out
0: yeah it's so true because there actually are loads of grants available but like it's very hard to find out this information like it's so hard anyone.
1: and some people can have really good leos that help them and tell them exactly what yeah. they have access to some people don't it can depend who you get on the phone um like one example which was kind of very um random to my business but my friend saw in the local um newsletter that there was a grant that had a shop improvement scheme grant so I was able to get like my shop sign the money back for my shop sign oh, wow. and doing up the front of our shop whereas like if she hadn't read that and you she had to have get no, in, idea, yeah. no idea and you had to get your grant you have to get your form in before you do it so there was a very short window that I could actually apply for that and get the Mm -hmm. money uh so yeah there's it's 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 hard but I would if if anyone was starting their own business I would say to like immediately contact the LEO even if you have an idea Mm -hmm. because they have grants for people who even just have ideas Mm -hmm. there's grants for
0: those kind of things to develop those to develop yeah so if if you um I definitely would recommend that's a good yeah it's a good um piece of advice and speaking of advice is there anyone is there any good advice that you were given either by your husband or anyone else um before well and general career or business advice that you've received yeah I think it's it's not very glamorous
1: but um that you just to keep an eye on your cash flow at all times like Mm. check your bank every day I think that's something I definitely wouldn't have even like thought of before but you just have to be so on the ball with it and mm-hmm. um, that's probably the one
0: that sticks in my head every day <laughs> yeah 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 it's it because like it's very easy to like focus on the areas of the business that you love or the fun 100% <laughs> yeah p- ignorant <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. finance but you know
1: 100% yeah you Nothing need to do work that yeah yeah and I think for me, I've had a lot of support from different people. Um, one of the, when I was actually in KPMG, I remember hearing about the going for growth, um, initiative. So that was always something that was in my mind was when I started happy days that I really wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a women's network basically that, um, you submit a form to get into it, and they have different groups, and you have a mentor. So you're in a group with six or seven other women in business, and you have a mentor, and you meet once a month for six months, um, and kind of go through different areas of business, and they have different speakers. In it's it's amazing. And have
0: it's, you done going for growth? So I'm
1: in starting strong, oh, um, and so that's basically. I think they saw a gap for new businesses so there's start there's now starting strong and then you get to apply for going for growth and then i think there's another one after called continuing momentum oh so just starting strong is like the phase before going exactly for growth. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah gotcha. so it, it's basically depending on what stage of your business you're at so okay. starting strong is very much for startups um and
0: you have a you've a mentor then in a group yeah yeah oh, so
1: we're f- our last session next month which i'm very sad about but it's been amazing it's even amazing just to meet other people yeah. and then also be in a room with people that we all have completely different businesses, but we all have very similar problems. Mm. So it's nice, even if you have an issue, maybe one month, you can talk it out in the group and everybody there, It's because it, obviously most of the other time you're probably talking to your family or friends. Yeah. Whereas everybody there has no connection to you in that way. So they can be very broad with their opinions. It doesn't have to be... what it's probably like
0: not what you want to hear. You know, it's good advice. Well, it's un- unbiased. Exactly. You know, your family and friends are always coming from yeah. a place of love and yeah, protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and is there anything like any key learning that you've taken away from that program, having listened to other startups and their problems or? That's a very good question. Um,
1: I, what I just found interesting is that we all kind of do have very similar problems. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's access to funding is huge. Um and being in this program has actually been amazing for me to realise what the funding options are in Ireland, which I wouldn't have known at all before. Just mm-hmm. even the different types and um, you know, there's like different like accelerator programs and stuff like that that I didn't know about. Um, and then a lot of people kind of uh, would discuss maybe like people issues or uh-huh. okay. um, yeah, cash flow issues. Mm-hmm. It, it, really, everything comes up,
0: yeah. and it's funny like it doesn't matter what industry you're in absolutely not you all have the same problems <laughs> yeah. yeah and are you bootstrapped as a business did you, did, or did you ever get outside funding or we've no? never taken outside funding okay. no we've uh, taken on a bit of debt but um, at the moment yeah I was just bootstrapped okay <laughs> and so tell me in terms of the business side obviously your background is accounting which I'd imagine is very helpful in a lot of cases but is there any area of the business that I suppose your best at or a, and and any area that you're kind of bad at or or working on getting better at or maybe that you outsource so yeah that's
1: uh, I <laughs> think I'm good at um I love like the branding part of it I love the social media side of it and mm-hmm. um, we get really nice feedback on our social media we don't take ourselves too seriously and we have a laugh and we're lucky in that a lot of our customers send us in photos and I was mentioning this to you earlier we found out very early on that other people that follow us just love seeing customer photos they love seeing real people in the dresses all ages sizes everything Mm. that's what people responded to very very quickly why do you think that is because I don't know I think I I I wonder, are people a little bit sick of the kind of staged photos yeah. that Instagram once was? Um, everybody talks about how user-generated content is becoming way more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, we did actually, I remember chatting to a guy that owns another brand. And he early on said, don't waste your money on you know um, these like expensive videos or expensive photos. People just want real content taken on an iPhone. Um, and yeah. so between that and the, the the feedback we were getting on our instagram um, we just kind of yeah went down that road and suppose it's just like humanizing a brand 100 percent and like we want at happy days like we want to be all-inclusive we want mm. everybody to be able to come in and like everybody and anybody to be able to come into the shop find something that they love to wear so hoping to showcase that, then on the Instagram and make it a yeah. friendly, warm place. Have that
0: representation across. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're really lucky that people send us in the photos, and do you ask them to do that? So we just at the start, I was lucky. It was a lot of my friends okay. <laughs> the dresses, so they probably didn't get much of saying it. <laughs> but um, now we just every time we put up the customer photos we just say send us in your photos and send you you on a discount for your next rental and um that just gets people and I think yeah people are happy to share because they know it'll help somebody else yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. they look amazing (laughs) and they know that it might help somebody else choose a dress Mm -hmm. um and feel as amazing in it as well um so yeah I love the social media side of things it was I back in was it this March? I kind of handed it over to Kate, who does our TikTok. So she had been doing our TikTok since last September, I think. It was actually quite funny. She just came into the shop as a customer one day and I got chatting to her, and she was telling me that she'd like kind of quit her full time job and she was doing her own content creation. So I was like, Oh, how'd you find? And we just got chatting and then she did a tiktok of renting a dress from happy days and got as like, a customer yeah as a customer no and I got like two hundred and fifty thousand views so i was like maybe i should hire her to do oh my TikTok. god
0: that is hilarious so then
1: she started doing that and she's done an amazing job growing the tiktok loads and then in march i was like i think it's time to hand over the instagram so was that she, hard for you so hard, I love doing it I love picking pictures to post And then chatting to the customers on the messages But it just, it's too con- time, time consuming, consuming When yeah. you've um, other things to, to obviously do That aren't as exciting But, and Kate, it was the perfect fit for Kate to take it over Because mm-hmm. she knows exactly the kind of vibe that we want to give out and how we want to chat to customers and And she is a customer. And she's it. a customer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and is
0: she full time in the business?
1: No, no. So we have two Kates, which makes it very confusing for everybody. Okay. So we have Kate who's our store manager, so she's full time. So if you are in the shop during the week, she's there. And then we have Kate who does our Instagram and TikTok and she just comes in and does content okay, creation okay, gotcha. and and then is on the messages and stuff like that.
0: And what about an area of the business that might not come as naturally to you or is anything that you kind of struggle with um because if you know when you set up a business by yourself you literally have to wear every I know, single hat yeah 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 I think what people would think I'm automatically
1: amazing at is the numbers and that was probably the thing I was most allergic to last year I was like oh god I'm dreading having to do my vat this month or whatever mm-hmm. um whereas now that I have the time because the other girls are like Kate and Kate are working on on the other parts of the business. I actually really like doing that stuff. Now I like deep diving into the numbers and figuring out, you know, if we're spending too much in one area or deep diving into the dresses and seeing, you know, what's the most popular, what's out the most or what sizes are out the most and pulling all that data and looking at it and reviewing it or seeing, Mm -hmm. we kind of keep track of like who, how many people are in coming into the shop every day, what times are busy and what people are looking for and, just deep diving into that and having the time to do it Mm -hmm. which is this time last year I wouldn't have expected to be enjoying that but then and then I have a mentor that's kind of helping me with like cash flows and budgets so we would meet every
0: couple of weeks and getting really into that as well which I'm really enjoying and do you with mentors and things like that um are you quite good at reaching out to people and asking for help on those areas that you might need support with or how do you manage that side of things i probably wasn't at the start i think
1: me this time last year was very different to me this year and it was very much like i need to do everything myself and just working every single day um but i think you just really quickly realize you can't do everything by yourself Mm. um i'm lucky in that i have a lot of people around me who have certain skills that can really help yeah um like, my sister's a solicitor, so she helped me do all my T's and C's for the website. Okay. And just different things like that. Like, we're lo- I'm lucky that I have certain people. And I'm definitely better at asking for help now. And I think if there was anybody in a similar um, space that I was in last year, the quicker you ask for the help in certain areas, the better. Because you're just wasting time if you're not. Like, you can't do everything yourself. Yeah. Um, like, that's why... Huge businesses have huge teams of people Mm. doing certain all the different areas. Um so yeah.
0: It's so true. And like even you passing over the social media while delegating can be difficult. I feel like as a CEO or a business owner, it's probably the most important hundred percent. Like you're not good at everything. (laughs) Like (laughs) if you run yourself into the ground, like,
1: you know, exactly no business. Exactly. And you like at the end of the day, you're the owner, so everything is going to fall on you. If mm. and if you're not delegating it out, there, it's just going to be a disaster. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's hugely important. It's so hard because it's your baby, and yeah. you want it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's just no there's letting no go one. of that control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And do you have any advice for people or around like pushing yourself? outside of your comfort zone like i would imagine by the sounds of things since you set up the business you've grown a lot you've learned a lot i feel like when you set up your own business you learn so much even just from making mistakes um but do you have any advice for anyone around like how to kind of push yourself outside of your comfort zone like i saw you post something on social media which i laughed at um last week around like hating to do tiktoks but doing (laughs) like doing them and just like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations what has your experience been around that or that's actually a great question and that's
1: a good example because again it was really
0: relatable so I was like oh my god I can totally relate to that yeah I
1: think and I've heard a lot of people say this like people buy from people Mm. so I think at the start I you probably like and a lot of people say this they didn't know it was me behind the brand at the start or like a lot of people like I thought that girl owned that brand a different person uh so I would have definitely shied away from that stuff at the start but I think um I was saying to you earlier we have such a laugh doing all those stupid TikTok videos it's honestly a highlight of my week going in and meeting Kate and doing them because we just don't take ourselves seriously yeah yeah yeah. and then in terms of like trying on the dresses or whatever we didn't do it that much at the start but it makes a big difference like Mm. people it's like seeing the videos on like a website you know it Mm. does make a difference to see the dress on a person and I think it helps our customers Mm. and at the end of the day no one cares like like no one's thinking ill of you because you did that and you're just you can so get in your own head about things Mm -hmm. um I'm a person that tends to not overthink things um, which I think helps because you could just sit there and think all day long if you've done something wrong or right but I'm a type of person that kind of just does something and moves on with my decision
0: yeah and I think that's a really healthy way to be and also that was a really good point that you made around nobody actually cares (laughs) like when you think what's someone going to think about this social media post or whatever?" everyone's just thinking about themselves a hundred percent yeah like so the more you remind yourself of that before you do something scary like yeah definitely and I think
1: the more you put yourself out there the more opportunities actually come your way Mm -hmm. um I found over the last year even I joined the image business club I don't know if if you're in it it um it's amazing and that's something I probably would have shied away from before but Mm -hmm. even joining that I've met loads of other women and the smallest things can come out of a mm. chat, even over a drink over a coffee um I found what I would have thought those things were a waste of time before mm. but you'd you can't imagine sometimes the things that can come out of
0: meeting somebody mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why it's so important to like nurture connections yeah. and and ask for help and have those conversations yeah, and
1: I think sometimes. You could be doing a task and you're meant to meet someone for a coffee and you're like, oh, I just I need the time to get this Mm. thing done in a month. Will you remember what that thing was or would you have maybe met someone for a coffee and some other opportunity for you might have come out of that? Or even just I find if I even meet a friend for a walk and I would maybe say some small problem I'm having be it with happy days or whatever and they might say one tiny thing that could spark a big change mm. or could spark a new way of me thinking about things um so I think that's really important especially
0: when you work for yourself and you might not have a large team like it's you know and obviously you coming from google you're used to big teams and brainstorming those small conversations matter way more than 100% anything than
1: yeah yeah and even if you can meet other Business owners, or maybe if someone's five years ahead of you in owning their own business, they might have the smallest little bit of advice
0: that could change Mm. things for you hugely. And on something that you just said a minute ago, I think it was really good advice and very true. You know, people do buy from people. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially for small businesses, like the trust piece is really important. And so, because like you I feel like a lot of maybe new business owners tend to and I'm guilty of it as well hide behind a brand yeah whereas like people do and it's a lot of pressure sometimes putting yourself out there on social media but I do think it it has a massive impact 100% like even
1: myself, like I would way prefer to know the story who behind is, a brand yeah. or, and maybe now that I'm just a bit more conscious of it mm. from the happy days perspective. But I think knowing a story behind a brand or just knowing maybe who you're messaging or who is behind the phone when you give the place a mm. ring or
0: yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. Cause I think the retail industry in general is, is just like it is so unpersonable when you're talking about the bigger yeah. stores that I think that's something special that small brands have that is really absolutely unique. Yeah, yeah and there's no one there's no other Rachel in happy days <laughs> you yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's gonna exactly gonna stand out. are there any because you haven't been in business that long but I feel like you've built a very strong brand for anyone out there who's looking to start a brand, and we've already given some good tips, but are there any kind of do's and don'ts, maybe even don'ts, that you would kind of share or give advice on?
1: So I remember my
0: husband saying to me,
1: You have to pay somebody to do your branding and you have to pay someone to do your website. Mm. And I was like, Oh God, like, the, I think I could probably, you know, you could figure out how to do that yourself or whatever. And he was like, no, it's so important. And it was definitely one of the best advice I got at the start because first of all, I would never have known how to do my own branding. I, mm. <laughs> I didn't even know what Canva was before I started Happy Days. So good luck to me being able to do that. Yeah. So, and I got a really, really amazing person called Alwyn um, and she did it for me. And we actually had a lot of back and forth on it. it. Took a while to get it right mm. of what exactly I wanted, which I didn't even know what I wanted to start out um but it just makes the biggest difference even like what she creates this big brand package like I she you know told me exactly what I need to do for things even on Instagram and Mm. all when to use certain colors like all that kind of stuff I wouldn't have known and then it just makes your brand look legitimate and professional yeah and like an a brand that can compete with big brands so I think that was really really good advice and same thing with the website again because it was that slightly bit different that like we had to build in the rental side of things, of course, yeah. it really was important to have somebody that um, was going to be good. And mm. we got, I, again, it was a recommendation, both of them were recommendations from other people. Um, and that proved to really be uh, crucial as well. Because when we launched, the website looked amazing, like it mm. really did look professional. And as I said, like you want to be able to compete with other other big brands like you want I want people to choose happy days over buying a dress from a fast fashion brand Mm -hmm. so I want to make their experience easy and nice better yeah so um that was like hugely important and I know like I would have waited for and spent that money on more dresses for the Mm -hmm. shop
0: absolutely but in the long term it was so important I think that's a really good point no matter what business you're in like making those initial initial investments which you know at the time are very costly and you're like oh I don't know if this is a good idea in the long run it makes a a big difference yeah Yeah,
1: absolutely and it's they're not for me obviously like branding isn't my background and website creation is my background so they aren't fun and exciting to Mm me but they yeah they're just hugely important um so I was very grateful for for that advice yeah um I suppose what we were saying earlier as much as you can ask for help um Mm. I think people's well for me my friends and family were hugely helpful at the start even all my friends renting you know, there's nothing you can do more for a business and actually use their service or product, yeah. Um, actually buying from people, mm. <laughs> but um, you know, sharing their photos, telling their friends about it. Like I remember the first day we launched the Instagram. I think every single one of my friends shared it onto their Instagrams, and we got a huge following on the first yeah. day. Like a thousand followers the first day, which is huge. So that kind of, those kind of small things. And it's such things. a
0: boost in confidence as well when you're yeah. doing this like terrifying <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Is anyone going to like what I'm doing? I know,
1: I know. So yeah, use kind of, use your contacts as well as much as you can. Mm. Um, I probably, because I was in such a corporate job, I probably didn't even take notice of what people did outside of that. Yeah. Before. And it's,
0: it's such a good point because I think um, you you know way more people than you think you know and your network is a lot bigger than you think it is even if you think about okay let's start off with family friends colleagues my colleagues in google my colleagues in kpmg like your network is so much bigger than you give it credit for and people love to help and like you said There's so many free ways that people can support, like by reposting their Instagram. It's not going to cost you any money, (laughs) but it will make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Even a comment, like, you know, go
1: that little bit further than a like, leave a comment
0: on something or. And I think that's a good point to anyone listening who has a friend or a family member who has just set up a business. Like, those small things, like, again, have a big impact absolutely and mm. they
1: actually like mean a lot to the person as yeah, well Yeah, percent. I try and like I'd say people think I'm crazy on Instagram I comment on everyone's posts but I'm like <laughs> it just makes such you a difference. know yeah <laughs> you know the value of it
0: and tell me what are there any like huge myths or misconceptions when it comes to sustainable fashion that you've come up against yeah. yes I think I
1: actually hate the word sustainable fashion okay. because i think it's just now used too broadly like greenwashing is such a huge thing like any big fashion brand that says they have an ethical range or this is their sustainable line or whatever that's greenwashing Mm -hmm. that company if they are a big fashion brand churning out hundreds of thousands of garments a year will never be sustainable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um that's just the complete opposite of what sustainable fashion is Um so I think it's a really hard landscape to navigate. I think like even at Happy Days, we're not perfect either. There's no, per- the most sustainable thing you can do is just wear the clothes that you have now forever and not buy anything new and um, maybe borrow from your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's obviously not realistic as well. Mm. Um, I think people can be just more conscious of their shopping, make choices um that agree with their values so a lot of fast fashion brands won't pay their garment workers a living wage um there was a I saw a post on Instagram yesterday of the biggest fast fashion brand in the world that that, don't um oh I hope I get this right but you know they don't pay their uh, garment workers a living wage and then if they um mess up an item They'll dock two thirds their wages or something like that. So it, it just the treatment of people yeah. is absolutely awful. And why should people in other countries be treated like that just so we can have
0: to wear cheap clothes?
1: Cheap clothes that we, to us, are pretty disposable. And mm. um, so I think more people are becoming conscious of it. Yeah, do you um, think
0: it's changing?
1: Yeah, 100%. Even I can see what my own friends and family... Now, look, they all tell me when they make, uh, like, a charity shop purchase or they yeah. bought something secondhand or... Uh, which is amazing because two or three years ago, they wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, loads of my friends are now using Depop um, to buy and sell clothes. Um, again, wouldn't have been the case a couple of years ago. So it, it's definitely changing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a really hard... Thing to navigate because we're being told things are sustainable and they're not mm. and it's not fair on the consumer and the the big brands have to take accountability and I'm hoping it'll get to a place where the customer is forcing them to do the right thing you know they, if customers stop buying from those brands then of course they're going to have to change yeah. what they do but I think we're a bit far away from that mm.
0: and it's like we were saying earlier but Really, it's about, like, what we're talking about is behavioral change.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And I think even with renting,
1: it's great because we have, I was saying to you, like, about nearly 3,000 customers. That's 3,000 people that chose to rent and not buy something new. So
0: that's amazing.
1: and that's is that like, how
0: many customers you've had? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So
1: I think that that is an exact point of how there is behavior being changed mm. and people are willing to rent now where four years ago it would have maybe been a bit embarrassing to say that you rented something people maybe wouldn't have been shouting it from the rooftops mm. whereas we hear now that people are at a wedding and they're like oh you're wearing happy days as well and you know getting a picture with a random person at the wedding that they don't know just because they're both in happy days which yeah. is amazing mm-hmm. um and again wouldn't have happened before but um yeah, I think there's still a bit of a way to go,
0: and with the behavioural change, do you think it's just like starting small, or do you have any advice to someone who's listening around? Okay, like how can I how can I start at an individual level, making an impact or just change? Yeah, I love this question,
1: um, and I think as well, like, and we we're kind of chatting about this, like we, I, no one should be coming from like a preachy place of saying, you know, everybody has to not buy anything ever again. Mm-hmm. Like it's. And it's not on us as consumers. It is on the big brands to make the big changes. They're the ones that are filling our lakes with dyes that are poisoning people that live in the areas and stuff like that. Like it's not on us, but we can make little changes or if enough of us make little changes, like don't buy from certain brands, as I said, Mm -hmm. hopefully that will mean those brands will change. But if you want to start doing small things yourself, I would start buying clothes secondhand on Depop. Say if you see... A, ja- a blazer or something that you love from a fast fashion brand search it on depop i bet you will find it mm. or um now i love going into charity shops and finding like a little like i got these in a charity shop for i think eight euro and i wear them the whole time like all these small finds and then you're chuffed with yourself because you've
0: kind of so done the smug. right thing you're so like oh, smug. oh my god i'm so happy with so this smug
1: and no one else has the item yeah. you know because it might be maybe it's a couple of years ago mm-hmm. or um or there's loads of amazing secondhand vintage Instagram accounts that have websites like Spice Vintage. I've got loads of stuff on there. She has amazing clothes and does like amazing Instagram content and stuff around them. So you can actually see what you're buying. Yeah. You know, she does videos and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's that little bit more um, kind of like a nice retail experience. Um, so yeah, I would say even maybe just give yourself a half an hour between if you have a basket on a certain website and you're, rushing to get something give yourself half an hour and see do you still even want that thing a half an hour later that's a good because it's
0: such impulse purchasing mm-hmm. and oh you was, click it through instagram you're on and yeah next thing it's in your apple basket. pay yeah. it makes it so easy so easy
1: and then um what i did about two or three years ago was i just unsubscribed from all the emails so unsubscribe from all the fast fashion good tip, emails yeah. and unfollow them all on instagram so you just don't have that it, yeah yeah,
0: yeah because the reality is we're seeing like thousands of ads unconsciously every yeah. single day yeah so if you don't see it maybe you might not want yeah. it
1: and I follow a few people that do kind of like charity shop hauls or look up charity shop hauls on TikTok like yeah. it's amazing what people can get mm. you kind of do get a bit jealous though because you can't get it <laughs> but um you even get like or I would try and see like do I have something like that in my wardrobe and I can wear it the way that person even has an worn inspiration it inspiration for, yeah. for your own styling
0: yeah. And and speaking of styling, and something I want to talk about is the impact of what you wear and, and how it affects your mood. Because we were talking about this earlier, and, like, I'm super guilty of it, and I think COVID, <laughs> COVID definitely didn't help this. But, like, working from home, you know, you're in your leggings every day. And, like, even I find myself just not getting dressed up or not putting on like the clothes that I like and then that having a negative impact in my mood or creativity like do you think the way we dress can can have a real positive impact on how we show up every day whether it be work or friends or whatever yeah I absolutely agree and it's funny like you used to have to get pick an outfit five days a week well for work you know
1: get, get something on at 8am in the morning and ma- and then suddenly we were all just thrust into wearing tracksig bottoms all the yeah. time it, it is kind of mad and I do love a day sometimes where I'm just in leggings and a yeah. big hoodie and get to blast through work on my laptop but I completely agree with you there's nothing better than putting on a nice outfit and like your makeup and mm. you feel amazing like mm. it, it does make such a difference and we even find that in the shop like if somebody comes in and finds like the perfect dress or you know like we're used to buying these dresses that aren't good quality that are a cheap price mm. and they may not look as nice on or maybe you might have to go up a size or two in them because they're so ill-fitting or not made well whereas then when you come in to say a happy days or you buy like a more expensive dress the quality is so much better that mm. you feel so much nicer in it because it fits you properly or you're able to come in and try on different sizes of certain things because brands don't make it easy for us and like you can be one size in one brand Mm. and another in another yeah um so I think yeah
0: that feeling of just feeling amazing Mm. there's nothing like it yeah and I think because like confidence is something that most of us will struggle at at different times like I know for me mine ebbs and flows sometimes I'm super confident sometimes (laughs) I don't feel confident at all but I think even recently I don't know it's more of a mental thing but in the summer. I just tend to dress a bit better and more colorful and it does it does have a huge impact on my confidence then yeah 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 I think summer is a nice time because you get to wear like dresses and And you're actually oh I forget how nice like I actually don't wear a huge amount of dresses I'm more into like suits but when I do make that extra effort like it's just makes me feel so much better 100
1: percent, so. and your day feels yeah you your day you'll have a better day for it yeah um and i'm like i i do feel with i just my life's a bit busy that i yeah. don't always have like clean clothes or you know the outfit you want to wear so it, like yeah. i'm trying to stay more on top of that kind of stuff and, like plan my outfits more in advance yeah. so that i have that feeling of um you know, having a nice outfit yeah, on, yeah, feeling yeah. comfortable as well. Exactly. I'm kind of over wearing like tight trousers, and oh God, <laughs> and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm like, I want to be comfortable, but also feel like I'm also nice. chic. As yeah. Well. And <laughs>
0: yeah. um, speaking of busyness, um, you know, do you find it difficult managing both business life and personal life, or, or how do you kind of get that? I don't really like the word balance because blend like yeah I think it's really hard last Mm. year
1: obviously it was our first year in business and I barely got it I don't think I took a proper day off um and it was just a really busy year but I think there's no point in sugarcoating it either because if you want a successful business or you want to you know make your business work Mm. you have to work hard for it um sometimes I think there's a bit of a culture of I don't know I don't know not that you're still going to get something even if it's just you know balance and it's it's just not going to be like that if if you're trying to run your own business you have to give up a lot especially at the beginning especially at the beginning like you don't I, I would have been the number one person of like organizing all my friends like nights out lunches dinners whatever and I just don't have the time for that anymore I don't you don't get to see your friends as much you don't get to do all the fun things. Mm. But for me, it's worth it. Like, but you do have to weigh up those things before, like, if, if that's something that you prefer to do or, you know, you, you want to have that balanced life, maybe you won't be able to grow your business as much as you want to. Yeah. So it's just the choices and everybody's different. Um, like, not everybody has to do things
0: the same way. Um, but, but I think that's important because I, I do think, like, <clears throat> especially on social media, setting up your own business can be glamorize like quit the nine to five, and set up your business, and like you'll have all this freedom, and your life's just going to be amazing. Yeah, when in reality, that's just not it's so hard. It's so
1: rewarding, but it's really, really but there's hard. There's real sacrifices, yeah.
0: like you said. I didn't see my friends as much. Yeah, or like there, there are sacrifices. hundred percent. And, and so I think you're right. It's no
1: point in glamorizing it because mm. that's not. Then real. people do, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh shit, this is not what yeah. I signed up hundred percent. But. Then, and and at the end of the day, everything's on you. You're the business owner. So if something goes wrong, mm. like if, I don't know, there's like a flood in the shop, I'm the person that has to go up and deal with it in the middle of the night. Mm. It hasn't happened, but that's an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those kind of things, like, you know, you are the last person. You're at the end of the line. Whereas I was worse, used to being in Google, closing my laptop at six, not thinking about work again until nine o'clock the next morning Mm. and there's a benefit in that too and who knows maybe I'll go back to that someday but do you miss
0: that being able
1: to I miss being able to switch off yes absolutely Mm. you don't I I, it's very very hard to switch off um but at the same time I feel like my life is more fulfilled and I feel a lot happier like Mm -hmm. I was even mentioning to you like my husband obviously owns his own business and so we would talk about all that kind of stuff all the time now I, I actually don't know what we talked about before <laughs> um and I just find it so interesting and yeah. even other people's businesses I find so interesting now yeah, whereas yeah, I yeah. probably wouldn't have before mm. just it was maybe very insular but um I yeah I think it's worth it but it's a big life change in the yeah point.
0: it's like having a baby essentially. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a give up everything yeah. um but the That's why I think it's so important to like if you are thinking about setting up your own business like as opposed to thinking about okay like you know what gaps are in the market or you know more so think about okay what am I passionate about or like what do I enjoy because the sacrifices are so big at times that I think if you're not genuinely passionate about what you're doing it's very hard to keep going. Keep motivated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going like fuck this. Like yeah. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel like <laughs> yeah. this is not worth it, yeah. do you know. Definitely. Um but tell me what does what does success look like for you or like what does the future have in store, do you think? Obviously it's very you know it's still very early yeah. stage and you've had huge success already. What does that look like over the next couple of years, do you think?
1: Yeah, so I suppose and at the moment we're kind of thinking we had a really successful pop-up there in March in Dublin City Centre which was amazing. fab we did it with loads of other brands and it was an amazing few days so we definitely have kind of thoughts of another pop-up and um, I was down in the country looking at a couple of places yesterday so hopefully something's there soon and um, and then it's the big decision of maybe a second shop or a bigger shop and um, so that's kind of in terms of happy days like I'm loving how much the market is growing. Um there's loads of new rental companies cropping up in in Ireland um which just means that more customers are coming on board and ex- like excited and willing to 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 rent, which is amazing. Like uh, you said competition is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you know, I probably got a lot of people on board with the rental process because all of my friends would talk about it whereas now it means those people will have family and friends that will spread mm. the, the word of renting and then it just becomes the norm like why would someone go into M H&M over zara mm-hmm. because they may be like one dress there instead and then the next week they'll like a dress somewhere else so i would rather somebody come to me or another rental company than buying something in a a shop so I think it's it's a really good thing and it just means that there's a bigger offering out there like not everyone's gonna like what I have in my shop Mm. Um, different tastes might like something in another shop so I think it is definitely a good thing but with that comes like the piece on I want all the rental companies to have a really good customer experience quality to be good and it's really that's really you know all those things are really hard to get right and by no means do we have everything right Mm. um but just to make sure that it's you know that we're all growing together and making sure that the customers are having a good experience and that rental no one's put off rental Mm. if that makes sense Um, because the
0: more the more the whole market is Improved, the more people are going to hop Absolutely. on the bandwagon, yeah, and yeah, 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 It benefits everyone, hundred percent.
1: And the more people that understand how it works, even means more people will do it. So mm. yeah, it's um, no, it's really exciting. And the fact that even there's more customers, I mean, more competitors coming on board means that the market's it there for it.
0: Validates exactly the market and what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's it's such an exciting space, and it's great to see more companies like you, like other small businesses and um, doing well yeah and, and willing to
1: take the jump and open you know i think the last year or so was a little bit of a kind of scaremongering you know everyone's like oh, yeah. inflation and everything mm. we're gonna have a recession and it just seems to be okay so it's great mm. that co- other companies are opening mm-hmm. and um taking the risk as well
0: yeah 100 percent. and then is there to wrap up is there anything um anything particular that you're excited about looking forward to 2023 and anything that you're looking to improve on either personally professionally or anything that you're working on to improve so for me
1: um I think a little bit of balance this year would be nice (laughs) um having like even just a morning routine would be nice for mm. me I just, sometimes my week just goes so chaotic and um, so definitely gonna try <laughs> and do that and um, and then for happy days I'm so excited just even to see we're kind of going into peak wedding season now okay and um, so uh just seeing I love like nothing I love more than getting back all the customer photos and I'd say that's really yeah nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh, even being in the shop and like people trying on loads of stuff like mm. it's a really nice time of the year
0: even today the weather being nice it's just yeah. I just am excited for the next few months amazing and for anyone looking to learn more about happy days where can they
1: so we on instagram and ta- tiktok we're happy days style mm-hmm. and then our website is
0: wwwhappy Amazing. Rachel, thank you so much. I really love this conversation. (laughs) And congratulations on everything you've achieved so far in such a short space of time that I'm super excited to see what the future holds. Thank you.